So I have met way too many investors that have too much project left at the end of their money. And if this is where you are and you didn't know you were going to be in this place, this is a big, big problem. So if you're looking or uh, thinking about going into flipping your first home, or maybe you are flipping houses, but you're not tracking your expenses, then you have to watch this episode. In this episode, I'm actually going to cover how it is that we track and manage our expenses to make sure that all of our projects can get completed, we're not running out of money, and we're not getting into big money problems. I'm going to share with you some big, big problems a lot of investors have gotten into. So with that being said, let's get into the show. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. This is John Barbera with an investor's journey, the only place you're going to find real strategies by real investors that you can actually implement on your day-to-day -day investing. So if you're looking to get started in real estate or you're thinking about how is it can you go to that next level, this is the podcast for you. You got to make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the future ones. We're putting out content for everything. How to get started in wholesaling, scaling from wholesaling to flipping, acquiring rentals, everything, private money lenders, everything you can think about. We're sharing exactly how we do it with no fluff, no nothing, straight to the point. So if this is your first time, consider subscribing. This episode is part of a series that I'm doing on flipping houses. It's covering everything from scopes of work, managing your contractors, managing the renovation, everything that has to do with it. So make sure you check out that series. I'm going to link uh, above here. I'm going to link to it. And also below in the description, you can find a link to that series. We're covering everything about flipping houses. And this is just going to be another one of those videos. Uh, also, if you stick to the end, I will actually give you a way to get access to our tracking sheet that we've created in-house to manage and track all of our renovations. Look, being over budget on a project is not breaking news. All right. Uh, if you've been flipping and renovating houses for a while, there's been quite a few projects you probably come in over budget on, but it doesn't have to be a problem. You understand? This just is part of the process, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. Now, I know, I know this is the sexiest topic to hit, right? Managing your finances, managing your books. I get it. It's sexy as hell and everybody's so excited to hear it. But when it will become sexy is when it's saving you tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, if you get into some deep water because you were not managing your money correctly. And if you're thinking that, you know, I don't really care about this. I'm not really interested in the whole managing expenses. I'll just get more projects, make more money, and then it won't matter. No, 
<laughs> you will not be able to do more projects and make more money if you are not managing your money correctly. There's a, a lesson that we've just seen personally so many times where you are overextended on so many projects and they're all coming through at the same time. And even though there's equity and everything, you actually can't even finish the projects to capture that profit. This is a really big problem because if you get in over your head, now you're talking about the way to get out. It's going to cost you hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to get out of it. So you're sitting on a potential gold mine that you can't access. I don't want you getting there. So this is why this is so important. Pay attention to it. And if you have friends that do renovate properties and they're in this, share this with them. They're going to get value out of it. So the first thing you want to have set up is a way to track all of your spending. And this is at the end, I'm going to show you how to get our tracking system, what we use to do it. Uh, but you got to be able to track all of your spending materials, labor, holding costs, staging costs, you know, everything, taking pictures, everything that you're going to spend money on, you got to track it. You have to go tracking it as you're doing it, because what this is going to do is it's going to show you where you've been spending the money, how much money you've been spending. You have to be able to track this. The next thing is get every time you get bids, add an extra 10%. Now this extra 10% is not necessarily because the contractor is going to go over which happens a lot, but it could be sometimes because of delays. Sometimes it's not even the contractor's fault or your fault. It, you're dealing with the city. You're dealing with permits. You're getting delays. These delays cost money. Everything costs money. Everything a day extra is costing you money. So you got to be able to factor in whenever you get your bids, when everything factor in that little buffer, because if you get any type of delay, you're going to see how much that money starts adding up. And by doing one and two, by tracking your, your spending and adding that 10%, you're going to be able to actually start doing what is forward projections, right? So everybody uses QuickBooks to track all their expenses and stuff like that. That's great, but that's giving you a snapshot of the past. Now you need to see a snapshot of the future and that's where you come in because you need to do this yourself. Now, again, you know, at the end, I'm going to share with you how we've done it and how you can have access to it and it's already done for you pretty much. So it's a really cool tool, but it's future. You got to do forward projections. So if you've been spending all this money and you have your scope of work and in your scope of work, you said, okay, you know, I, I, we budgeted this much for this, this much for this, this much for that. And all of a sudden you're tracking your expenses and you're saying, man, we went over budget on this one. We didn't anticipate having this problem. So we went over budget there. We went over budget here. We had a delay. Now you start adding and you're saying, well, we still have this amount of the budget uh, to do and we only have this little bit of money left to do it in. That's forward projecting. That's how you're going to be able to see what's coming down the road. Uh, and that's something that like, you know, the next point. And if you're if you're saying to yourself right now, holy crap, this is some good information. You know, I, this is stuff that I just I didn't I didn't even know was available. I'm learning some amazing strategies then all I ask from you is just shoot on over to an investor's journey on YouTube, find this video and just give it a little thumbs up. You know, I'll put the link in the description just so it's one click like, and you're done. How much easier can that be?
right? Just give me some support. Show me some love. That's all I ask from you. And I will keep putting out this amazing content. So show me some love and enjoy the rest of the show. Point number four is it allows you to act with time. So many people wait, hope, uh, are optimistic. I don't know, whatever word you want to use, but they think that, you know, it's okay. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll deal with that later. Uh, oh, we spend more here. We spend more there. Okay, come on, let's go. Let's just get the project done. It's like, no, slow down. If you're tracking it, do your 4 projections. What's that looking like? Are you over budget? Yes. Where's that money coming from? Where are you going to bring that money? Because guess what? You're going to need it. It's not going to show up out of thin air. I, trust me, we've tried. It hasn't happened. But it's not going to show up out of thin air. It's not going to magically happen. Where a lot of people think they're going to get it from is they're stuck either in cutting some corners or trying to beat down their contractors that haven't done the job, beat them, beat them down a little bit to make up that difference. The thing is that you can't count on that. That doesn't always happen. And cutting corners on a renovation is definitely something you should never do. You should never cut corners because the only thing that's going to get you out of a bad project is a good, pro a good renovation. If you put out a good product, it's going to sell. It's going to sell fast. It's going to sell for top dollar. And it's going to give you that, that space that you need to make up that difference. But if you start cutting corners, you're going to start failing inspections. You're going to start having problems. It's not going to sell. It's going to take too long. And then you're going to have to come back and redo some of the things that you cut corners on. It's going to cost you three times as much and twice as long to get it done. The fifth point is you got to keep in mind that rescheduling contractors is going to cost you money, right? So what do I mean by rescheduling contractors? You didn't plan ahead to go see if the cabinets that you're going to get are in stock or you need to order them or the flooring you're going to get is available or you need to order it. So all of a sudden you're waiting, they're all doing the work, everything's good. Then they tell you, Hey, we need the flooring, you know, and you go get the flooring and all of a sudden there's a three week delay on the flooring. Where this is going to hurt you is if the project was moving smoothly, you need the flooring. <laughs> you, you're not going to be able to do much else to the project because that's what's next in the project is the flooring. So now you're having to delay those workers. They're going to go get other jobs. And then by the time you get the flooring back, all that time that it took, you're killing money, you're losing money. But now you got to reschedule those contractors. And trust me, when Floor in the Core or Home Depot or any of them are telling you, hey, this item is going to get here in two weeks, they're rarely on time. Okay, especially lately with all the distribution issues that we've been getting and everything, we've had to order the same cabinet three times and it still took over two months to get it. The same cabinet, we were ordering it, it somehow got lost in shipment, got lost here, got lost there, got delayed here. And then all of a sudden we get two cabinets at the same time. Like it, it was insane and it delayed our project tremendously. So you got to make sure that if you are rescheduling your contractors, all of these, you got to keep in mind, that's going to cost you money. So try to get ahead of it. Go through the scope of work ahead of time. Go through it and look at it. Like say, okay, what are the materials that we're going to need based on this, you know, climate, based on what's available around me? Am I going to be able to get this material in time? Is it available? Is it in stock? You understand? If it's not, well, what's the lead time? How long is it going to take? You know, for us, it took one, some, uh, we needed one window that was kind of like a custom window. It took over eight weeks to get that one window. 
You understand? Now, if that one window is what you're waiting for to finish out the sheetrock, finish out the siding, whatever it is, that's holding everything else up. And then it's delaying every single project right after that. So make sure you keep a, a very close eye on not having to reschedule your contractors. And one of the biggest, biggest things that you got to keep in mind is you have to have extra funds available for overages, right? Because once you borrow the money, whether you're using hard money, private money or anything, all that money is already pretty much earmarked for that project, right? So if you're going over budget, where's that extra money going to come from? The majority of the time, you can't go back to your private money lender and say, hey, so kind of screwed up a little bit and uh, we need a little extra money. You know, most money lenders, they're not going to give it to you. We work with some great private money lenders and everything. The reason they keep lending to us is because we don't go to them for those problems. Whenever we have overages or things like that, which we do have, we have funds ready to go, prepared, earmarked, set aside for those overages. So we can go ahead, take care of the overages, finish out the project, get the lender's money back, we get our money back, and then we get the profit. You understand? But you got to factor that in. So uh, a cautionary tell is if you're renovating houses and you're getting to a point where you're doing more than one at a time, a lot of people get too comfortable too early on with doing too many projects. You did it, you know, one, one of the things I've realized is that this current economy makes a lot of novice investors look very, very smart. And they feel they are very, very smart because they've been making money. They don't realize that it's the economy that <laughs> keeps growing and everything that's pulling you out of shit that maybe you probably weren't going to make money on. If you get overextended, if you're pulling too many projects, you got to think about you have monthly expenses for these projects. If you're using hard money loans, that's the biggest part that you can get in trouble. If you're using hard money loans, you're having pretty much a mortgage every single month that you got to pay for that hard money lender. And if you have three, four, five projects going on or more with hard money lenders, with lenders that are requiring a monthly payment, all of a sudden you're having to pay out 10 grand, 12 grand a month just for the loans. So if you're going over budget, 12 grand a month is a lot of freaking money. You understand? These problems add up very, very fast. Even though you're saying to yourself, man, but this makes no sense. You know, I have the project, it's going well, and you know, I'm going to make money on it and all this, but I can't keep up with the payments because you didn't think about that. You, you thought about one project, the numbers made sense, and you went for it. You thought about another project, the number makes sense, and you went for it. But when you compile all these projects, you start seeing the expenses are 10x, you know, because now it's all these projects you got to pay for, and you got to manage them. And sometimes some of them are delaying over here, and they're delaying over there, and you don't know what the hell's go going on, where, where's the money going, where'd it go, how why are we so behind on this one, contractors flaked out on this other one. Trust me, you need to have the extra funds and don't jump ahead. Don't try to take on too many projects if you don't have the experience and the reserves to, to take care of any overages or any problems. Now, we have a tracking system that we use. It's an Excel spreadsheet 
that uh, my business partner, John Barr, put together. And he. this is how we track everything. We have an area where we track all of materials, all of our labor. We have on the last tab, you're going to see, we have all of uh, the actual expenses, the accounting, every cell links to the other one. It's telling you, are you in a surplus or in a negative by how much you can track your money cost, everything you can track on here. And the reason this uh, spreadsheet is so valuable and so uh, useful is because it allows you to do the forward projecting that I was telling you about. You need to be able to forward project. QuickBook doesn't allow that. QuickBook tracks everything that has happened. This Excel sheet is going to show you what's happening, right? It's telling you how much is left, how much, you know, where are your expenses going? Where are you over budget? Where are you under budget? You know, do you have more money, less money? It, it allows you to track everything. So if you want access to this spreadsheet, we're going to give it free, but only, only to the first 50 people. After that, we're not giving it out anymore because it, it, it is, uh, you know, it is something that's taking us a lot of money and time to build. So we're only going to give it to the first 50 that text tracking to 210-794-9898. Text the word tracking to 7, uh, 210-794-9898. And if you're within one of the, uh, the first 50, you'll get that tracking sheet. Anybody else? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe we'll do something else later on where you'll be you'll have access to it again. So make sure, re-listen to this, track your expenses, take it serious. This is not a joke. I have seen people go out of business. I have seen people get lawsuits on top of lawsuits because they didn't track their money correctly and they got into some deep trouble. I don't want this to happen to you. All right. So if you have any questions, make sure you text us. Let us know. We're always here to help. The playlist, I told you, it's right up here. It's a playlist on how to flip houses, everything. And the playlist down here is actually on how to manage and work with contractors. So check them out. Learn it. Ask me anything. We're here to help. Catch you on the next one.